Have you ever been asked to describe just how big God is? Have you ever, have you ever been asked, can you tell me just how good God is to you? I've tried to answer them questions, but I just can't find the words to express how great He is. Madison sang that song there. I can't walk on the water this morning. I can't heal the cripple or the blinded eyes to see. I can't do all of these things, but I know one, and I can tell you about one this morning that truly can. Amen. Amen. Yes, tell you about one that can. His name is Jesus this morning. We are glad again to see you here this morning. And so just whisper a prayer for me this morning. I was feeling so good and upbeat last night. And I told Sister Connie when I gave him the message, text for the message, and I told him, I said, I feel a good one coming on in the morning. The devil must have knew that because, man, he started in. But you know, I realized that greater is my God that lives within than he that is in the world out there. You know, I was sitting there singing by myself. And, and I got to thinking about Psalms 23. And it hit me that there was things in there that I probably read and preached from a hundred times. But there was something hit me that made me want to just stop and say, praise the Lord. You ever know David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, David said, I will fear no evil. If you're afraid to die this morning, then you need to know this man called Jesus. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But here, who I really realize, David said, for thou art with me. You know, we're going through this pandemic, through this virus, and through a whole lot of things, you know, and this old world is so messed up. It don't know which way it's going. It don't, know, it don't even know which way it's headed. But I'm glad this morning, church, that we know where we're headed. Amen. I'm glad this morning I know when this journey's over, I know where I'm going to spend eternity at this morning. You say, how do you know you know? Because I've had the blood applied, amen. Because my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life this morning. You say, how do you know it is? Because back in 1983, uh, Jesus wrote my name there. Uh, and you know, I'm the only one that can really have it tucked out. I, I have no intentions this morning. But David said, do I walk through the shadow of death? What he really said, I'm not alone. Amen. You may feel 
You may feel during this trying times that we're going through, you might feel like you're alone. But I want you to know you're not alone this morning. Jesus is with you. I spend a lot of time here lately with myself, Brother Larry. But let me stop there. I spend a lot of time alone with Jesus. If you have your Bible this morning, that didn't cost you nothing there. I, God just laid that on my heart. Stand with us this morning as we read God's Word here. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. I believe that's what I told them. 2, yes, chapter 2. And I just want to, I want to read verse 5 there is all I want to read. But then I want to back up and explain here how I feel this morning. And verse 5, the Bible said, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am Yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order or your way of life and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Johnny acts a blessing on this word. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. As I read this, and but I want to go back over and I want to talk a little, in a little bit about steadfastness this morning. And so go back over with me in verse 1 and let me just lay it out. And I'm going to try to slow down this morning because I feel like that we really need to hear this this morning. And Paul was writing to the Galatian people in chapter 2 there of Colossians, and he said, For I would, or for I wish, listen to what he said, Ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea. And listen to this, And for as many as have has have not seen my face in the flesh. So I want to look at that just a minute as we lay out an outline. And as I read this, and God, I felt what Paul was feeling for the church at Galatians and for all of them in Laodicea and for everybody else. 
I sensed what Paul was saying here. And I can say it's the same way that I feel this morning about you this morning. I'm talking to you this morning. And not only to you here at Bloomington Chapel this morning do I feel this way. I feel this way about those who tunes in to us, Connie, on Facebook here this morning. And those that they're putting out in the parking lot, live, on the radio, 97.7, I believe it is. And to all those that will be tuning in to, I believe it's BloomingtonChapel.com, if that's correct, on the internet. And to all those listening on the radio this afternoon at 5.30. And I say this to you this morning, and the love that I have for you, but I also say it to all of those, as Paul said, I would or I wish that you knew what great conflict or great concern or great love he said that I have for you. He said, but not only you, and the way he described it to everybody in the world, hey man. I love everybody this morning. Somebody said, well, you mean you love your enemies? The Bible tells me that I've got to pray for my enemies. So I sensed what Paul was feeling for them. Says, I I sensed the same thing that I feel for you. And not only you, these people listen, be listening on the radio, on the internet, and Facebook, uh, who has never really seen my face in the flesh, uh, because from what I'm being told, I don't know, but I've been told uh, that they are just hundreds of people that watches and listens and tunes in. uh, And I want to say to them that do tune in here, Brother Mark, uh, that we love you this morning, uh, and we have a great concern for you this morning. I believe the ministry goes beyond these four walls here this morning and it goes all across the world. Uh, and whoever hears or listening, uh, I want them to know, Brother Larry, uh, that I am a pastor, Connie, uh, that am concerned uh, and that does love whoever you are. Uh, I may never see you and you'll never see me, uh, but I want to know between the Holy Spirit uh, that we can connect together uh, and love one with the other this morning. They talk about on the news, we need to get this country back together. The only way they're going to get this country back together uh, is to get together and get God moving in it. I don't care Republicans, Democrats, Independents, or whatever, uh, They ain't going to do nothing but sit up in Congress and fight and pull against one another. Uh, They're not about to come together. Why? Because of the power that each side of them wants. I'm glad this morning, Connie, that I'm not like a lot of people out there. I'm not putting my faith uh, 
And the Republicans, I'm not putting them in the Democrats. I'm not putting my faith in the independents. You say you are to say that. I'm going to say it because the way I feel this morning, that's the way a lot of people's going. That's the way the majority of the world is going. You either got to be this or you either got to be that. I don't have to be neither one of them. As political speaking, all I want and worry about is me staying saved. Amen. I'm not preaching politics. I'm preaching Jesus Christ this morning. The one that loves us. The one that, hey man, that can heal our bodies. Uh, uh, the one uh, that walks with us through the storms of life. Uh, I don't see how some people, uh, and many are not surviving, uh, because they don't have God in their life. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, it is a struggle with God uh, in our life sometimes uh, during the time that we're going through. Uh, but it's a whole lot easier uh, if you've got somebody, uh, as David said, yea, though I walk through the valley uh, of the shadow of death. Uh, he said, I'll fear no evil for thou art with me. Uh, sometimes uh, I get caught up uh, a little bit with the devil uh, uh, catching me off from guard. Uh, and I get my mind uh, off from the God and off from the Word of God. Uh, and I start drifting like a lot of people has uh, out into the world uh, and thinking like the world does. Uh, and God says stop. Uh, and I've got to stop. Amen. I don't see how people live without the Lord. I'll be honest with you. Brother Paul, I just don't see how people survive without the Lord. There's no way, and I'm not saying it's to scare nobody, there's no way I'd lay my head on a pillow at night, Brother Larry, and close my eyes to sleep. I don't believe I could anymore uh, if I didn't have Jesus Christ uh, in my life. Amen. Amen. I wouldn't walk out that door back there without Jesus Christ. There ain't enough uh, of people in here to pull me out of here uh, without Jesus Christ this morning. Uh, I thank God uh, every step I take, uh, He said, I'm going to be with you. Uh, he said, don't worry. Uh, he said, you just follow. Uh, he said, if you turn the wrong way, uh, I'll reach back and get you uh, and get you started back on the right way. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, there's so many people... Uh, taking life for granted today. Uh, too many people uh, are taking the world for granted today. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, uh, there's not a lot of people uh, that stopped and think uh, about God. Uh, God said, uh, you're my people. Uh, he said, I made you. Uh, he said, I made this earth your own. Uh, I've made the heavens above. Uh, I've made everything. Uh, and without me, uh, nothing has been made. Uh, God God said, I own you and I own everything. Hallelujah this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> we don't own nothing this morning. I know we use the phrase, well, I own a new car, I own a new house, I own this and I own that. It comes right down to it, we don't own anything. Because without God, we would be nothing. God made us. And God claims us. Amen. God claims us. Does He have a right to lay claim to you and I? 
He was the one made us. He was the one that breathed life into us. He's the one right now that's opening this mouth. He's the one that's giving me breath to speak this morning. He's the one that's giving every one of you this morning sitting here. Every breath that you breathe, you ought to say, thank you, Jesus. Because it's His breath this morning that He's putting in you and you're surviving. So he went on in verse 2 and he said that their hearts might be what? That their hearts might be comforted being what? Knit together in love and unto all riches of the full assurance of, of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father, and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I want to stop right there, Tony, for just a minute. Paul said in verse 2, he said, he was praying for them. For who? For the church there, for the church at Laodicea, and to the church at Galatia, and, and to all people. He said, I'm praying that their hearts might be comforted. Does anybody's hearts need to be comforted today? If there's ever a time in our lives uh, that we need the comforter of the Holy Spirit, uh, it's this day that we live in. Can anybody say amen? amen. It's the on, that's the only comforter uh, that there is out there that can comfort our hearts. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you this morning. Uh, I may have told you Wednesday night, uh, the election night, uh, my kids are texting me from Indiana, people's calling me from all over here, and you know what I was doing is causing, what do you think about the election? Who do you think's going to win? I said, never who God chooses to win, because I've done prayed, and I pray God, your will be done and not mine. Amen. God knows more about what's going on now, do we? Amen. Sometimes we act like we know how to run a country, and we don't know how to run our house. Oh, boy, that come out, didn't it? Good. <laughs> but he, he was praying that their hearts would be comforted. And how can, we, how can we comfort one another? Paul answered that. He said, being knit together in love. Right there's a key word, buddy. I thought about preaching that, and I may just do it a little bit. But knitted together. The world is not, not knitted together. Amen. Somebody help me preach this. This is hard. This world is so divided. And a lot of churches are so divided. So many families are so divided. And Paul said, I pray that their hearts might be comforted, knitted, not apart, but knitted, being knit together in love and all the riches of God. Amen. If you want to, if, if you want to see what Paul was talking about, you just let the church all come together in one place. 
and be centered upon the Word of God and enter this house with one thing on our mind and our heart, and that's not looking at the world, what the world got off, but looking at heaven and what Jesus has to offer. And if we all get together and we begin to pray in one place, in one accord, uh, I'm going to tell you what, uh, you're going to see the Holy Ghost uh, uh, move in this pandemic life uh, like you ain't never seen move before. So we have a choice. We can either be knitted together and see God move, or we can sit scared to death and keep our mind on the world that's so far apart that they don't know what the other sides are doing. Knitted together simply means, Tony, that we've got to come together. Families have got to come together. Churches got to come together. Workplaces got to come together. Governments got to come together before we get back to where we need to be. And I don't see that happening. I'm just be honest with you this morning. Unless they get back to God first. Only God can put this thing together. In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. You know, I looked that up. And we would look and we would think, well, in whom are hid all the treasures? And you say, well, they're all hid. How in the world are we going to find out? But I looked that up here in a study Bible. It said hid, hid does not mean unknown. Anybody get that? Hid does not know. So see, that just busted our bubbling thinking we know. Hid, the word hid signifies or means the word is laid up, is stored away, or hid is reserved. Christ is then the source from which all wisdom and knowledge comes. This went over some people's heads, didn't it? Wisdom and knowledge does not come from man. It comes from God. comes from... So Paul said these things are not hid. They're just stored away. They're just laid up. They are just reserved for the right time to come. But we've got to pray and search, hey man, and find out the wisdoms of God, hey man. They're, not, they're, they're hid from the world because the world don't want to know them, hey man. Uh, but they're not hid from you and I this morning, uh, Christian brothers and sisters. Uh, they're not the Word of God. The, the mystery of God is not hid from us uh, because Jesus Christ uh, has done laid it all out. Uh, He's done laid out the plan of salvation. Uh, He's done said, uh, anybody in the book of James, uh, if you like wisdom, uh, He said, ask God from it, uh, who gives it liberally and freely and unmerited this morning. I'm not asking you for wisdom this morning on my salvation. If I need wisdom, I'm going to ask somebody smarter than what you are. I'm going to ask God. And if you like wisdom, ask somebody smarter than me. Because 
My wisdom comes from God, uh, and your wisdom is going to have, amen, to come from God. He said, in verse 4, he said, In this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Do you think there's a lot of people being beguiled today? You say, well, I don't know what that word means. It simply means deceived. Do you believe that there's a lot of the people today that are being deceived? They're being deceived all across the country, Brother Paul. The Word of God, if it's preached any other way, except the way the Bible says it, then you better watch them. That's why it's so important that we have Bibles. Boy, we, my goodness, church, we've been having some Bible studies, Brother Larry. Hey, man, we've been having some wonderful Bible studies. And they're going to continue. The crowd was up some Wednesday night. Thank God for that. And I believe it's going to continue to grow. Because we're going to continue to pray and believe that it's going to. We're going to pray and we're, we're going to keep praying and believing that those that have separated themselves from us, that we're going to be knitted back together one of these days. Amen. And when we do, then God, for our work and for our striving and for the things that we're searching for, if we'll hold true to God, I promise you one of these days uh, when this thing is settled, there's going to be one of two things happen in the coming days. God has not forgot His church. And there's one or two things going to happen. It's either going to get better or Jesus is going to return. How many believe that it's awful close to Jesus returning? I believe he's knocking on the door right now. You know, people shared that for years and years and years. They say, well, I've heard that all my life. He ain't come yet. Let me warn you, church. Let me warn you, people. He's not slacking his coming. He's got an appointed time and he's going to come. Amen. Just like with death, you have an appointed time and you and you and you have an appointed time with death. And let me tell you something. I don't care if you go to the doctor. I don't care, Sister Con, if they give you a clean bill of health. You may walk out that doctor's office. You may get killed. You may fall over dead with a heart attack or whatever. There's nothing certain about life. Nothing. But Jesus is knocking at the door. And people are saying, Oh, he ain't going to come. He ain't never come yet. He ain't never going to come. He ain't, he ain't coming. He ain't coming. And some people even deny that Jesus Christ has ever come. Anybody believe that? They don't believe that Jesus Christ has ever come. There's going to be some when he comes will still be a denying that he has, he has ever come. But let me tell you something, friend. The Bible said he's coming. And the Bible says, every eye shall behold him. Every eye shall see him. Every knee is going to bow. 
and every tongue is going to confess I was wrong. I was wrong. You are alive. The Bible that I have denied for so many years, I have been wrong. But you know what's going to happen? He's going to look at him and say, depart from me, I don't know you. A lot of people out here, I've had people, had people to tell me, well, I'm going to wait, I'm young, I'm going to wait till I get old and I get on a deathbed, uh, and then I'm going to ask the Lord to save me, then I'm going to be a Christian. Uh, let me tell you something, if you listen to that, uh, you're listening to the wrong one, you're listening to the devil, he's right out of the pits of hell, and the Bible says he's a liar and the father of liars, amen. The Bible says he has come to kill, steal, and to destroy. Amen. He wants to steal your joy, your family. He wants to take away everything that you have, uh, that you love, uh, and he will do it uh, if we sit back and let him. Uh, but praise be unto God, uh, he can't take nothing that we own uh, unless we give it to him. Amen. Being deceived. People are being deceived all across. And it's just not the world deceiving them. These preachers standing behind the pulpits, and I may get in trouble, but I'm staying that way, is deceiving the people uh, that's sitting out there listening to them. Uh, They are being deceived. They are being lied to. And if people don't get a Bible and read it for themselves and study for themselves, uh, how easy is it to be deceived? Very easy, Brother Larry. All right, I'm going to close here in a little bit. I don't know what time it is. Oh, it's early. Verse 5, it said, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Can I stop right there just a minute and just talk to you? Paul, he said, even though I be absent in the flesh, he said, yet I am with you in the spirit. I can be honest with you this morning. I can go to Indiana. I can preach in Indiana. I've been other places. I've preached all over the country. And I've had to, when I evangelized, I missed a lot of Sundays in my church across the road. But it didn't matter where I was at when Sunday morning come. I may have been somewhere else, John, in the flesh, but my spirit was right here at Bloomington Chapel with you people. That's where my heart's at. That's where God's put my heart at. And not that I didn't enjoy being in these other places and preaching in these other places, but my heart was right here with my people. With my people. My church. Church that I love. The church that loves me. Does anybody love me this morning? Do you think I love you this morning? You don't know what conflict, as Paul said, you know what conflict I go through because I love you so much. Sometimes, you know, we got, Paul, we got to make a decision sometimes. And a decision falls down to the pastor. And sometimes I got to make decisions I don't like to make. I've got to make choices I don't like to make. 
but I never make one without going to the master first. Without going to the master first. People make mistakes. People bungle things up. But God don't make a mistake. He don't make a mistake. So Paul was talking about here. He said, I'm with you in spirit, joining and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Now, I wrote that down somewhere, what that was saying, and I don't know what I've done with it. But anyway, we know what steadfastness is, don't it? It means we're rooted, we're grounded. Well, the Bible tells us in that next uh, in verse 7. It said, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. So if you have received Christ Jesus, then we need to live like that. Amen. We need to live like it. People say, well, I'm, I got saved, you know, and go out here and still walking with the devil and serving the devil and listening to the world and serving the world and partaking of sinful things. Uh, I don't believe they were saved to start with. You say, are you a judge? No, I'm not the judge. Uh, right here's the judge of the Word of God. Amen. The Bible tells us you can't live for the devil all week and come to church on Sunday morning, amen, uh, and live for God on Sunday morning. He's not a part-time God, uh, and He don't want uh, a part-time uh, workers in His church for Him. Uh, he is full-time God, uh, and He wants a full-time pastor or, or a full-time uh, uh, people to serve Him and worship Him, amen. So steadfastness, He said, so if, you're, if you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, he said, then you need to walk in Him or live in Him. Listen to this. How do we do this? He said, you need to get rooted, rooted and build up in Him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. Let me ask you something here this morning. How many of you believe, and I will look at that there for just a minute. It said, as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. How many here do you believe that the Word of God is being teached and preached the way that it should be? Let's see your hand if you believe the Word of God is being taught the way it should be taught. Paul said, so we get, how are we getting rooted and built up? In Bible studies, Sunday school studies, yep. reading, studying, teaching, preaching, singing the Word of God. Amen. Rooted and built up. You know, I read that. I read that here a little back and I thought, uh, I thought, well, I read it yesterday evening. I was sitting there and I got thinking when I read that rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding there. And I got to thinking about the seed sower. I got to think about And you know the Bible said that one went out to sow and he sowed on what? Stony ground? What happened on stony ground? When the sun hit it, what makes, what makes a seed, what makes it uh, germinate? What, what makes it? The moisture and what else? The sun. The sun will bust it open. And because it was planted or sowed on stony ground, on a rock, it wasn't very deep 
to that rock. And when that sun come out, man had sprouted just like that. But you know what happened when he sprouted? sprouted? He didn't have no earth to get any roots in. So what happened to it? It died. And he said then there was some sowed among the thorns. And what happened to them? He choked them out, didn't he, John? What choked them out? The thorns, which considering the world and the worldly things, that choked them out. So that didn't get very far either. But then he said some was sowed on good ground. Some brought 30, some 80 or whatever. In other words, it brought forth a lot of good fruit, a lot of good seed. And we want our church this morning to be rooted and grounded. And we want our church this morning to sow good seed, which is the Word of God, on good ground, honey. <laughs> we want to sow good seed on good ground. So if we sow good seed on good ground, what's going to happen one of these days? What's going to happen? We're going to have a harvest uh, and it's a coming. I'm telling you, it's going to come before Jesus returns. Uh, I'm going to tell you because he done said it was coming. Uh, and he said the latter rain is going to be uh, greater than the former rain. Uh, you say, what is he talking about? Uh, well, over in the book of Acts, the rain he is talking about uh, was he God. When God sent back the promise, uh, what was that promise? A promise of the Holy Ghost, uh, a power that helped us get through this old world. Uh, and the came in like a mighty rushing wind uh, and the Bible said the power of God was illustrated that day uh, but he said if you think that's something my way of put it uh, he said you wait uh, to the latter rain uh, he said it's going to be mightier than the first uh, church it's coming uh, and when it happens uh, you better get in uh, then or before uh, because if you don't uh, after the outpouring of the next uh, Holy Ghost across this world uh, Jesus is coming. He's coming back. He's going to separate the church today. That's what's happening today. He separated them. Separated them. He's wanting a true church, a real church this morning. I believe a church. So we need to get rooted and build up. He said, verse 8, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of man or the teachings of the world, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in Him, in God, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. This was mostly to the church this morning, but it's also to you this morning. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ, you have a great opportunity this morning to come and receive Him. You say, well, I'm going to wait till next week. You may not be here next week. You might say, well, I'll think about it and I'll come back tonight. You might not make it back tonight. You say, preacher, are you trying to scare me? I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. 
The Bible says today is the day of salvation. If you're listening on Facebook, you listen on radio or wherever you're at, you don't have to be here this morning. All you have to do, wherever you're at, is just bow your head and say sincerely, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Will you forgive me and come in and be Lord of my life? How hard is that to do? And you can receive the greatest gift that God has to offer. That's salvation. That's eternal life with Him. If you're in your car or you're out there watching on Facebook anywhere, before they sing a song, and to those you here, would you bow your head with me? I want to say a prayer for you. Heavenly Father, we bow our heads here this morning, Lord, and truly we thank you, Lord, for another opportunity, Lord, to be here in your house and to worship you this morning. Father, I pray this morning as your word goes out, and it has went out, Lord, and I know what you said, God. You said it would not return to you void, but it was accomplished. It would accomplish that where it's sent to. And I know the word of God is not going to return to you void this morning. I know there's going to be hundreds of people perhaps listen to it this morning. Not to me, but to your word this morning, Lord. And Father, I pray, Lord, that wherever they're at, if they're sitting in a car, that they're sitting at home on their couches or wherever, eating popcorn, drinking, drink, whatever. I pray, God, that they will take just a few seconds to stop, God, and listen to the Holy Spirit that it speaks to them. Father, I pray for those that might be in a room somewhere today in a motel room that is drugged up, is threatened to kill themselves, commit suicide. Lord, I hope and pray that they have got Facebook and they're listening to it. God, I pray that you will just reach down and touch their hearts this morning. Lord, we pray for those that's lost a loved one. We pray for those that are struggling during this pandemic, Christians, and lost a life. Father, I pray, God, that you will bring peace to our country, Lord. I pray, God, that you will get us back together. And I know, God, only you can. And God, I pray for the church this morning, Lord. Not just this church, but the real church of Jesus Christ, to all of them. I pray, God, this morning that you will open up every pastor's eyes, you'll open up every congregation. And I hope, God, that we all can be knitted together and not separated in these last days. So, Father, I pray, God, if there's one here this morning, he's lost and he's never received you as Lord and Savior. I pray, God, this morning that you speak to that heart right now. Right now, Lord. And I pray, Lord, when you knock on that heart's door, they will open up and let you come in this morning and be Lord of their life. Jesus, we thank you this morning for your love, your kindness, and your care this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stand with us this morning. Life is easy when you're up on that mountain and you've got peace of mind like you've never known. But then things change and you're down in the valley. 
mountain But talk come so easy When life's at its best And you are, it's right here But down in that everything to offer you Of trials and temptations That's about when faith is Really put to the test For the God on that mountain He's still God in that valley How many believe that? When things go wrong Oh, he'll make them right Sing one more verse, and this song is for you. You need to come and pray. You may just be going through a hard time right now. You may be struggling with what situations to make. You may be facing a storm of your life. fixing to go through the darkest valley you've ever been through. But whatever you're going to go through and whatever you're going to face, you don't have to do it alone. For Jesus said, I'll be there with you. I'll be there with you. If you're struggling this morning, would you come as he sings the last song? There's nobody looking around, nobody seeing you. You don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to wonder what somebody else thinks. It's not this is the situation between you and the Lord. Between you and the Lord. You just want to come. at its best Just down in that valley Of trials and temptations That's when faith is Really put to the test 